Welcome to Reiki Cafe Radio, where your host, Christine Renee and Izzy Wells. We come together with more than 25 years of experience in Reiki, meditation, chakra wisdom, clairvoyant techniques, and holistic healing. We are passionate about helping individuals release resistance, step into their authentic selves, and align their lives with the truth of who they are. Reiki Cafe Radio is your choice for vibrant Reiki conversations, meditation experiences, and holistic wellness. This is your space for a deeper look into the ancient wisdom through modern eyes. So grab your tea or coffee and join us as we sip our way through this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Reiki Cafe Radio. This is a special bonus episode that I'm doing particularly for new Reiki practitioners. I think that there are so many questions that we come up against when we're just beginning our Reiki journey, and it can be so helpful to have someone who has had those questions and come out on the other side, as well as not feeling alone in our practice. So this past week, I posted over in the Reiki Cafe community Facebook group, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting their Reiki journey? And I've taken all of the amazing advice that our community members offered and consolidated it into the core of everything, into all of the most commonly offered bits of advice. Some of them are taken verbatim, some of them are summarized, and some of them have been combined. But this episode is going to be a collection of advice for someone just beginning their Reiki journey from Reiki masters, practitioners, and enthusiasts around the globe. I hope that you enjoy. Think of this as a love letter to those just starting out on their Reiki journey. And I also highly encourage you, if you are a longtime Reiki practitioner or enthusiast, to give this episode a listen anyway. I think that there is so much we can learn from each other and from the advice that we give to one another. So hopefully this episode will be very inspirational, educational, and supportive. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I have a list of notes here. This is one of the few podcast episodes that I actually have notes for, and I'm just going to go down this list one at a time, sharing the advice that our community members gave and offering my two cents here and there as well. So this very first bit of advice is take it slow, let it flow, learn for the sake of healing yourself first. I absolutely love this advice, and I think that second part, for the sake of healing yourself first, is so important because oftentimes as Reiki students, we can get caught up in the idea that, oh my gosh, at the end of this road, we're supposed to be having a practice and practicing on others and feeling comfortable in distance Reiki and maybe working with clients and all of these worries that can creep in when we realize that the end goal is to become a Reiki practitioner and we can feel Like we need to learn how to do Reiki correctly so that we can be the best practitioner we can be when it really is all about your self-healing and coming back to this understanding that Reiki is a path of remembrance and a way of coming back to your true nature and your true self and a way of healing yourself first because when you heal yourself, you really do heal the world. So it is a fantastic piece of advice to learn and heal and practice not for the sake of helping others, although of course that's what we're doing, but for the sake of healing yourself first. The next piece of advice was something that we received from quite a few people, and that was follow the Reiki principles as a way of life. 
and I love this advice. So if you're not familiar, there are five Reiki principles or precepts that all Reiki practitioners are taught at the beginning of their training, and those are just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will be grateful. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. And just for today, I will be kind to every living thing. These precepts are both a way of practicing and guidelines for our practice, but also, as this advice suggests, a way of living life. And my favorite part of the precepts, personally, is this beginning portion of just for today, because I think when we are first starting out in our Reiki journey, and honestly, our lives, just as human beings, we have this tendency to want to have it all figured out, to want to be perfect here and now, and have all the answers, and never suffer again, and never make another mistake, and etc., etc. And these precepts are a great way of reminding ourselves that all we have control over, or not even control over, but all that we can influence and set our intention for is this now moment. This is all we have. We only have this present moment and it's not going to do us any good to try and not be angry tomorrow because tomorrow's never coming. We're always in the eternal now. And so reminding yourself of just for today is a way to bring yourself back to the present while you're following these precepts. So if you're also looking for a reminder of the precepts in your daily life, we actually have a little mug, a Reiki Cafe mug with all of the precepts on it. And I'll link that in the show notes, but I love my Reiki mug. Anytime that I need a reminder of the Reiki principles or if I feel like I need an extra Reiki boost, I will put my coffee or my tea in my Reiki precepts mug. And it's just a delightful way of bringing Reiki with you throughout the day. This next piece of advice is my personal favorite, and it's something that I tell to every single one of my students, and that is follow your intuition. When we first start training in Reiki, particularly if you're learning one of the more traditional methods, one of the traditional lineages, there seems to be a lot of hand positions and placements and meditations and ways of breathing and regulations on how often you should practice self-reiki and all of these rules and and structures that can make us feel like there's a right way to do reiki and a wrong way to do reiki and there isn't there's just reiki and how it flows through you and the sooner you can open yourself up to trusting your intuition knowing that you're exactly where you need to be because truly you are and seeing what reiki is going to guide you towards and allowing reiki to be your guide allowing your intuition to be your guiding light the smoother your reiki practice will be because there really is no right or wrong way to do reiki there's just reiki and how we interact with it and how much we can allow ourselves to remember that we are reiki that reiki isn't something we do it's something we are and that we allow to flow through us And so the faster we can open up to this idea of follow your intuition, however it shows up for you. There's no right way to have an intuition either. Maybe you get knowings, maybe you see things, maybe you hear things, however it shows up for you. Just practice following your intuition. Maybe you wake up in the morning and you get a nudge to wear a particular shirt or to go to a different coffee shop or to reach out to someone you haven't messaged in years Take those little moments, those little pieces of inspiration that your intuition gives you and practice following them because the more you can follow your intuition on the small stuff, the easier it's going to be to follow it. 
on the little stuff. And so that can be something as simple as if you're doing your self-reiki practice and you feel called to put your right hand on your left ear, do it. See what happens. Don't expect a particular outcome, but just be open to what happens next. So this is and forever will be my favorite piece of advice. Follow your intuition. It's got your back. It's going to guide you to exactly where you need to go. And it comes from a place of pure love and intention. The next piece of advice is trust the process. And I love this advice because as you are probably experiencing or have experienced, if you're listening to this podcast, Reiki will turn your life upside down. When you open yourself up to this energy, to this way of healing and living and being and doing, it will completely change your life. And that may not always be an easy or graceful process. I know for me, the year after I got attuned was crazy. And honestly, it never stopped being crazy, but I became more aware and open to it and trusting that the universe was guiding me to exactly where I needed to be. So every step of the way, whether it feels like everything is falling apart or you feel like you're exactly where you need to be, trust the process. There's no right way to do this. There's no right way to become a Reiki practitioner and there's no right way to live your life. So trust, again, your intuition, trust the universe, trust Reiki to guide you through your journey, through your path, however you need to be guided and just take it one step at a time. You're never going to know where your path is going to take you and the minute you think you do, it's going to change. So see if you can open yourself up to trusting the process. Next up is keep up with your self-reiki and self-care. This is such a big one because like I said at the beginning, when you heal yourself, you really do heal the world. And healing yourself is the first step to being that fully embodied and expansive and intuitive and spiritual being. So keep up with your self-reiki and self-care, however this looks for you. There will be a lot of people who tell you that there is only one way to do self-reiki or you must do it for this long, or you must use these hand positions, or if you're not taking care of yourself in XYZ ways, then you're not doing it right. And I want to be the one to tell you, close your ears and listen to your heart. There are so many people who have found the right path for themselves, and because they found that path in themselves, they want it to be right for other people. But only you can know which path is right for you, which way of doing self-reiki is right for you, which way of taking care of yourself is right for you. So let go of the notion that there is a right way to do this, that you have to do it a certain way in order for it to work, and instead pick up this idea that you already know what's going to feel best. And so if that's doing Reiki while you're taking a shower, great. If that's setting up an hour practice and having your crystals and your sage and all the symbols in the hand positions, fantastic. But let it be yours. Don't take on someone else's practice because it feels like what you should be doing. Let yourself be the one to guide your practice and your self-Reiki and your self-care because at the end of the day, you are the only one who knows what is best for you. So keep it up. Keep going with your self-reiki, keep going with your self-care, and know that it's not selfish. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take time for yourself. And in fact, it's incredibly important because nobody else is going to do it for you. The next piece of advice is enjoy every step. The way that I explain this advice to my students is if you are a parent or if you have siblings that you're old enough to remember when they were kids, 
there's a feeling there of how fleeting their babyhood is, how fleeting their infant years are. Because as soon as you blink, they're kids and they're not small and their heads don't smell as good. And it's just a feeling of nostalgia. It's bittersweet. And your Reiki journey is the same. Right when you feel like you've got everything figured out, it's all going to change and it's going to shift and you're going to realize the next layer that needs to be healed and you're going to have the next challenge come up because that's life. So enjoy every step, even the hard ones. They have their beauty too, even if it's hard to see it. Next up, we have trade a session with as many different practitioners as you possibly can. The more you practice, the more confident you will feel. And this is so true, but I also want to put a disclaimer on there that when you are practicing on other people, when you're doing Reiki shares, when you're doing sessions or distance sessions with someone else, be sure that you're also taking care of your own energetic hygiene and your protection rituals. They are so, so, so important. So don't think that, oh, I'll just go straight into it and not do my energetic cleanse or my energy protection or what feels best for me because there's a reason that it's there. So be sure to, yes, absolutely practice, share, experience other ways of doing it, but make sure that in the process you're keeping up with your energetic hygiene and protection. And we have a lot of videos and explanations on how to do that, so be sure to check out our YouTube channel or send me a message if you have questions about what does energetic hygiene and protection look like. I would love to hop on a call with you and chat it out. So either send me a message, email me at isabel at reikicafeuniversity.com or use the link in the show notes to book a free 15-minute call with me and we can talk about it. Next is never stop learning. And this is so important because although the traditional Reiki teachings have theoretically not changed since they were brought onto this earth, Reiki energy itself shifts and evolves and changes in how it manifests in our own lives. And there is always so much to learn, whether that's about Reiki itself or about other modalities that can augment your Reiki practice, things like hypnotherapy and the chakras and psychology and trauma and all of these things that can enhance our Reiki practices. So never stop learning. Allow yourself to be that eternal student. That curiosity and humility will take you a long way in your Reiki practice. This is my own piece of advice kind of going off of that tangent, but something that I've been thinking about in my own Reiki practice as well as my life in general is this idea of how humility can be the antidote to anxiety. And so I think when we are beginning practitioners, and I certainly remember this in my own practice, is there so much anxiety about, am I doing it wrong? What if something goes wrong? What if I'm not doing it right? What if this person doesn't feel it? What if I don't feel it? What if my attunement didn't work? What if I forget how to do a symbol? What if I draw it wrong? What if, what if, what if? And I think in those moments when we bring in humility, it can really help to tame that dragon of anxiety because when we accept that yeah i'm probably gonna do it wrong i'm probably gonna forget this symbol i'm probably going to have a session where the energy doesn't feel as strong i'm probably gonna have a day where i forget to do self reiki and it's okay when we can bring in that humility it really helps to ease that anxiety so i invite you to explore that in your own life of how can this idea of being an eternal student, that attitude of curiosity and humility, help and support your own Reiki practice. And speaking of, the next piece of advice is each session varies. Some feel very subtle, then back to another with more flow. Trust it. 
With a lot of practice on yourself and others, you'll gain consistency and strengthen your awareness. This is so true. Your ability to feel and tap into and channel Reiki will strengthen just like a muscle. So just like we exercise our bodies, we also have to exercise our intuitions and our awareness and our Reiki hands. And so the more you practice, the more confident you're going to feel. You're not doing it wrong if one session has so many sensations and maybe you get messages and you did everything right and it just felt amazing. And then one other session is just a session and it went and nothing super special happened. And you might find yourself questioning, well, in that second session, was Reiki actually happening? Did I do something wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. I promise. Reiki will always flow for the greatest and highest good of all. And that means that every session will be different. There's no set standard for what a Reiki session should feel like. The most important thing is that you're allowing yourself to be open, letting go of your ego as much as you can. It's so much easier said than done. And trusting that the Reiki is going to flow. You're not doing anything wrong. I promise. The next piece of advice is do not rush. Surrender to the process. And this kind of goes back to what we said a little while ago about trusting the process, but it's slightly different because... Like I mentioned at the top, we really want to have it all figured out. We want to do it all right. We want to have all the answers. We want to get to the end of the journey before we've even begun. And especially with Reiki, it's going to make you take your time, whether you want to or not. So the faster you can surrender to the process, the more you can ease into your Reiki path, your Reiki journey, and just let it flow and let it be and see what happens next. Again, with that openness and curiosity and humility, using those Reiki precepts as your guide, the smoother your journey will be. And it also goes back to the other advice that our community members gave of enjoying every step of the way. Next, we have remember the importance of grounding yourself and connecting with nature. This is so important Not only because it enhances our root chakra energy and keeps us connected to the earth, but also because it is a fantastic way of practicing energetic hygiene and bringing yourself back to your own true nature. So grounding yourself, finding a space in nature, whether that's just a patch of grass where you stand barefoot or a wood or a forest or a collection of rocks or an ocean or whatever it might be where you feel really calm and connected and allowing yourself to have that time to reconnect with the earth, reconnect with yourself, to ground and center is both fantastic for your mind, your body, and your soul, and also as a way of maintaining your energetic hygiene. Next, we have remember that the world needs this. You're not alone. You're not taking on this gargantuan task of fixing the entire world by yourself, but you do have the honor and the privilege of being part of a movement that is healing the world, that is doing important work. And so you can allow yourself to feel that gratitude and that awe and that trust that you're exactly where you need to be because you are doing this work that is healing the world from the inside out. Next, we have learn all the things you can and then let go. There are no rules, just intentions and surrendering. And I think this is so important for the beginning practitioner Because we can, once again, get caught up in all of the rules and regulations and the way we quote-unquote should be doing it. So I invite you to let go of the idea that there's a way that you should be doing it. 
And instead, remember that intention is everything and that the more you surrender, the more aligned you'll be with your soul, with the divine intention, and with the Reiki energy. Next, we have don't measure yourself by anyone else's experience. This is so important. Everybody's Reiki journey is completely different. The way that you experience Reiki is going to be completely different than the practitioner sitting next to you. The way that you interact with clients or with yourself is going to be completely different. There is, once again, this is so important, and I've said it 20 times already, but there's not a right way. So don't measure yourself by anyone else's experience because your journey is going to be completely unique, and it's meant to be. It's not supposed to look like anyone else's. It's supposed to be yours. If it looked like someone else's, it wouldn't be yours anymore. So let it be your own journey. Let it be unique. Let it be new. Let it be a little scary because new things are scary. But trust that you're exactly where you need to be. And don't feel pressured to measure yourself by anyone else's experience. And lastly, we have keep a journal. Our energy is as individual as each of us. A journal helps us identify and understand the sensations we feel during our sessions. Whether you are a big journaler or not, I do think keeping a Reiki book is a fantastic way of incorporating more of yourself into your Reiki sessions. You can keep a catalog of what you experienced in each session, and it helps you not only to enhance your awareness and strengthen that intuition muscle, but it also helps you to make sense of how Reiki comes through for you and the messages that you receive and the sensations that you experience. It can be really clarifying when you're first starting your Reiki journey. So you can do a full catalog of this is my session and my hands felt called to go here and I did these hand positions or I experienced this, or you can just do a quick five minute experience this, this, and this, heard this, saw this, felt this at the end. Whatever feels best, but keeping a journal can be really clarifying in the moment. And it's also really fun to look back on a few years down the road. So once again, this is just a love letter for those new Reiki practitioners who are out there. These ways of touching base with yourself, with gaining confidence and trust in your Reiki practice, and knowing that you're not alone. So I'm going to go ahead and read this list from start to finish without my commentary so that you can just sit, close your eyes, breathe into it, and let this advice, let the energy, the love, the support of your fellow community members just wash over you. So take it slow. Let it flow. Learn for the sake of healing yourself first. Follow the Reiki principles as a way of life. Just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will be grateful. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will be kind to every living thing. Follow your intuition. Trust the process. Keep up with your self-reiki and self-care, however that looks for you. Enjoy every step of the journey. Trade a session with as many different practitioners as you possibly can and attend as many reiki shares as you can. Remember the importance of your energetic hygiene and protection. Never stop learning. Cultivate an attitude of curiosity and humility. Each session varies. Some feel very subtle, then back to another with more flow. 
trust it. With a lot of practice on yourself and others, you'll gain consistency and strengthen your awareness. Do not rush. Surrender to the process. Ground yourself and connect with nature. Remember that the world needs this. Learn all the things you can and then let go. There are no rules, just intentions and surrendering. Do not measure yourself by anyone else's experience. And keep a journal. Our energy is as individual as each of us. A journal helps us identify and understand the sensations we feel during our sessions. So whether you are a beginning Reiki practitioner or a seasoned Reiki enthusiast, I hope that this episode was inspirational, educational, and supportive. I would love to hear your top takeaways over in the Reiki Cafe community Facebook group. You can either send me a message or make a post in the group directly. Again, I would love to connect with you to hear about your experiences, your Reiki journey up to this point and answer any questions that I can. So there will be a link in the show notes to book a free 15-minute connect call with me. Or you can send me an email at isabel at reikicafeuniversity.com. Or once again, you can join us over in the Reiki Cafe community Facebook group and message me on Messenger. If you are a Reiki level two and are looking for your next master's class, know that Christine is teaching a Reiki fusion online master teacher training. This will be a fusion of her Western perspectives of modern Reiki, as well as a collection of the teachings and wisdom she learned from the East during her pilgrimage to Kyoto, Japan, the birthplace of Reiki. So if you're looking for your Reiki master course or looking to resit your Reiki master course and really immerse yourself in both the Eastern and Western teachings of Reiki, this is a fantastic opportunity to do so. Classes start on May 24th and you can learn more about the course at the link in the show notes. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so, so very much for listening and I'll see you next time on Reiki Cafe Radio. Reiki Cafe Radio is sponsored by Reiki Cafe University, where your Reiki dreams become reality. Join us on Instagram or Facebook at Reiki Cafe University, watch our videos on YouTube, or visit the website to learn more about our colleges of Reiki chakras and business. It's our aim to help you on your path to wellness, guiding you into confidence as you transmute your inner critic and say yes to you. We're here to help you bring your Reiki dreams into reality and your path to abundance, health, and healing unfolds from here. And love and light, Christine Renee and Izzy Wells.